Hey everybody, this is Tyson and Logan, and you're listening to Dad Bods and Beards Podcast. It's a show that gives you a fresh look on being a father, a husband, and honestly, a man being in today's world. For people who want to have a good time, laugh, and be uplifted, thanks for subscribing and listening. Now for the show. What up, everyone? Uh, welcome to Dad Bods and Beards. And today we're actually going to talk a little bit about um, our experiences with our children going back to school because they just started school this week and uh, it was different than I've expected. It's uh, I thought, like for me, when I went to high school, dude, I was playing football. I was excited. I got to be, you know, see all these girls for the first time from different schools. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah. my son was scared and I've never experienced that. And And, and we'll talk about a little bit more about that. But. I really think, you know, and we'll talk about other things too, but I really wanted to discuss like what is causing our children to be afraid? What is causing our children to have so many issues in regards to their body image, to um, our being shy because they've never been shy. They've never, they've always been confident, but then all of a sudden they go to school and they're shy and not, you know, and they're like, oh, what was me? And that's not my kids. So that's what I want to talk about, Logan. Yeah, man. So that's just, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard thing. Cause it, this is obviously all new to me. You've got more kids than I do, obviously like, significantly. I've got two, you've got what? Six. I have six. <laughs> what, did you have to stop and think there for a second? Like one, I did. two, three, <laughs> I do have six. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. But see, you've got, a, you, I mean, you have adult children. My oldest is seven. So second grade is as high as we are right now. And then my youngest is starting kindergarten next week. So the biggest thing that we have to deal with is, is just, you know, the anxiety of, you know, just that comes with, with little kids, right? I can't imagine everything that you are having to cope with or deal with or kind of work through with your kids that are maturing, that are having like, you know, going from adolescence into like the teenage years into like young adulthood and all of like the hormones and all of that stuff. Like I don't even have the the slightest experience in that. So, so the worst thing for school right now is fifth grade because that's when they do maturation. And so uh, all my kids have gone through it except my youngest daughter and she's in fifth grade now. And yeah. I'm just like, well, crap. That's just, is, that, is that just a fancy way of saying sex ed? Uh-huh. Yep. No. So what happens is at the end of the year, or it's like two or three months before uh, school ends, um, they'll bring a paper says, hey, do you want your son or daughter to be a part yeah. of maturation? And so they'll have a nurse like from a, or a doctor or someone come from the hospital and come explain the difference between men and women and how babies come. And then mm -hmm. after that, I usually take them to some sort of... Uh, ice cream or something like that and we talk and answer any questions that they have and stuff like that but it's so awkward because i'm ruining their yeah. life <laughs> they're like wait so how was i born <laughs> it's like did you ever, did you ever listen to like the blue collar comedy tour like jeff uh -huh. fox really you know larry the cable guy ron white billing vol i yeah i love all their stuff i'm pretty sure it was jeff fox really he talked about like his wife saying you you need to have the talk with your son and he said he's sitting down with him, and he's like, and 35 minutes later, I'm sitting there with a pen and paper looking at him going, you can do that? <laughs> <laughs> like kids, kids nowadays, I mean, just with the internet alone, I, I'm like terrified. I'm not terrified, but like 
I'll let my wife have the conversation with our daughter and then I'll have the conversation with my son, you know, when, once they're a little bit older, but yeah, I mean, I did the whole, I was, I was surprised that my parents actually let me take that because my parents, my parents were pretty, pretty staunch, you know, you you know, in our religion growing up that that wasn't a, a common thing that my, you know, parents like mine would let their kids do. And so when I took it, I was like, what is going on? Like, this is not <laughs> stuff we talk about in my house. <laughs> like, well, see, and it's always even a part right now of um, our life is, is, um, is something sacred between man and woman as someone you love. And, uh, and so it's, but I don't want my kids ever to be um, afraid to talk to us. And Absolutely. so the, our kids are very open, sometimes mm-hmm. a little too open. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> but I'm glad that they are so that we can have those conversations. Um, they'll ask yeah. me, dad, is this normal? Dad, is this normal? You know, that type of thing. And, and I'm grateful for that because there's zero judgment on my part. It's all love and uh, helping them understand, uh, you know, yeah. and when they make dumb decisions, because every kid, including me, makes them. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm here just to say, okay, that was dumb. <laughs> well, I think that's super healthy because I mean, in the world that I kind of grew up in, and I don't know if you grew up in the same way, but just, it was like, you don't talk about it. It was just kind of like taboo, you know, whatever it was versus we are trying to take the same approach with our kids of kind of like talking about things early. So it's not viewed as like this big no, no of, I think you tell I have little kids. It's a big no, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like explaining to our kids, like where their privacy starts, you know, and where, you know, where you need to be concerned and where people can't, you know, one big thing with us, with our kids is like, no one should ever say, keep this a secret. No one should Mm -hmm. ever say, don't tell your mom and dad. No one should ever say, this is between us. So like, we're trying to instill that in our kids just because unfortunately the culture we live in and the prevalence of, of grooming and trafficking and all this stuff is just my biggest freaking fear in the world. So having the conversations early in an appropriate level of like understanding is big for me and my wife, at least of just, Hey, our kids know. And that, I mean, that leads me to another story that we can talk about in a minute kind of has to do with back to school, but yeah, dude, it's just kids. I mean, we could talk, I mean, we could have a whole freaking podcast just about kids and parenting. And (laughs) no, I think that's what this whole uh, thing is all about. (laughs) It's our life and how we parent and how we're husbands and how we're just men. And, uh, no, but with, uh, like, yeah, with Isaac, my oldest, he's 19 now. So when he was 16, 17 years old, he was on the back of a truck with his friends. And they were going <laughs> like 15, 25 miles an hour. Nothing really crazy. But the friend slammed on the brakes as he turned. And my son flew off the truck. And this whole time, I'm like, buddy, if you're ever on the back of the truck, your friends, I mean, sit down. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and he was just standing and he flew off. And I'm like... He came home and his face was all bloody, his ankles, his legs were all scabbed up from the asphalt and everything. And I'm like, holy crap. And then I took a second to like get everything. And then I just looked at him like, you idiot. Yeah, (laughs) I know you're okay. Like, what were you thinking? Dude, the stuff that I did as a kid. (laughs) Like, you think that was bad? (laughs) We used to, we had this train track, this, this, this set of train tracks near my house. I grew up, mind you, we moved out of this house when I was like five or six. And so between that, like I'm, I'm my son's age. This is what blows my mind in kindergarten age, me and my older brother, which I work with my older brother and we do a bunch of dumb stuff now, even as adults, 
but we just, you know, we have bigger machines, <laughs> but <laughs> when we were kids. We had this, we were big into BMX bikes and dirt jumps and stuff like that. We were always jumping our bikes over by the train tracks where we built this little BMX course. But what we would do is we would go like throw rocks at the train or we'd go put, you know, this was before they put gates up and chain link fences everywhere. And we'd put coins down and run over them. Well, there was this pit where a bunch of the gravel had kind of like sunk underneath the railroad ties underneath the underneath the tracks did you lay underneath them we dug it out a little bit more and i i have vivid memories of laying underneath the train tracks as trains went over thinking it was the funniest thing in the (laughs) so bad right (laughs) like i'm thinking like my five-year-old son elliot like no (laughs) that's i mean that and I mean, this is a little bit older, but like when I was 20, 21, um, again, this involves trains. <laughs> there was a train bridge where I grew uh, just a little bit south of where I grew up. And it had it would go over the top of, of uh, Highway 99 going through Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And it was a, a metal a, like a metal bridge that kept it to where nothing could fall off the train. Nothing could hit the train from the, the freeway going underneath it. And it was just enough room on either side. And it had these like triangular braces that you could sit kind of like somewhat tucked behind the triangular brace with your back up against the wall. And the train would be like 18 inches away from you. And we would just sit there as the train would just boom, 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 like right, like <laughs> right in front of your face. It's just like, I took a couple of girls there thinking it was fun. And I'm like, looking back, I'm like, man, so many different ways I could have died. <laughs> oh, yeah. Apparently they all involve trains. But still, like <laughs> your son falling out of the back of the truck, I'm like, oh yeah, I've done that. <laughs> but, and I, I truly yeah. like the. the I've never did anything dumb like that because I was always busy doing stuff. And so, um, I think once the dumbest, no, it's not even dumb. Just like we went mountain biking and we <laughs> went up to uh, Park City, went all the way up to, the, and then it took us all day to get up there. And then on our way back down, it was actually Cody, my brother, and I. We would take yeah. the, the tram all the way up Park City, and then we'd take the bikes, and then we'd go down, and so that, it's just literally, it would take an hour to get up there, and it would take us like a minute to go down, because we'd go down the Black Diamond as fast. Yeah. We were probably going 60, 70, 80 miles an hour down the mountain, and I'm like, dude, if we just hit a rock just yeah. wrong, we're dead. Yeah. And, uh, it was, but it was so much fun. Dude, I, I mean, I could sit here. I mean, we're, we're like, hey, we're going to talk about back to school. Now we're going to talk about potential <laughs> yeah, childhood. Yeah, about it, yeah. like, like last, last thing I was going to say. So my older brother and I, this is the second time I've talked about him. He, he and I are only three and a half years apart. And we are right in line between five sisters. So we have two older sisters and three younger sisters. And he and I are right next to each other. Again, when we were, I was probably seven, maybe even younger we had one of those old school nineties skateboards where it was rounded on the front square on the back with a little like, you know, grind pad or whatever. And then we had this open faced motorcycle helmet. There was no, no guard, no shield, nothing. <laughs> so like an buckled. old quarterback helmet. Yeah. Like, a name right? helmet, yeah. like the old school motorcycle, like, you know, eighties, nineties, whatever. And for some reason there was like half a chain link loop on the back of like the back crown of the, of the helmet. I don't know if it was to hang it up or whatever, but I don't know. And I don't even know why we had this because no one had a freaking motorcycle in my house <laughs> anyways. And then we had one of the old school garages that was a single car garage that it didn't, it didn't, you know, it, it swung up on big hinges. You know what I'm talking about? The old mm-hmm. school like nineties style. 
anyways, I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm like six, seven years old. My brother puts me on the skateboard, puts the helmet on my head and then ties a rope to the garage and ties a rope <laughs> to the back of the freaking helmet and then pushes me down the driveway. So dumb. And then eventually the rope stops, but the skateboard didn't. And then my, my neck took the brunt of it. I just remember laying sprawled out on the freaking driveway you know, like, oh, <laughs> something, <laughs> something's hurting. But like the stuff that didn't kill us or paralyze us as kids is now I'm like, if I saw my kids do that, I would be like running after them, like trying to stop them. Because I don't know. It's just a different time frame, man. It's or just, just a different era. Well, what's funny with what I'm telling you about going down the mountain that fast. Um, I think it was just a couple of years ago. <laughs> and all my kids. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I wasn't even a kid. I was a full-blown adult with responsibility. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I had a full-time job. I was taking care of my family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. But no. uh, but needless to say, um, back to school is a lot different now than, than to, at least to me. Because uh, I, I used to be excited to see my friends. Um, even when I went from junior high to high school where you had three junior highs meeting up to the high school that i went to i believe no two or three i don't know anyway yeah. and uh we're meeting new people it just was it was exciting for me and it was and you know yeah. my oldest or my second oldest boy um he was petrified he he was scared um he got a, a really a haircut that he didn't like but he asked for it and like she did what i wanted but i hate it and now i don't want to go to school like he was terrified he was, this was just last week right yeah and i'm just like what is going on i've never seen you like this yeah. i've never seen one of my kids so scared like that and uh it actually really kind of hurt like hurt my feelings almost that i'm like what did i do wrong <laughs> you know what i mean mm -hmm. um so yeah it's, it's just different a different thing um you know where my daughter's a cheerleader and she's like everyone's gonna hate me no one you know i'll just like no one's going to hate you. You're a wonderful person. Everyone loves you. And uh, it's just like, I used to have very confident kids and I feel like all of a sudden just will least this week. They weren't. And it kind of scared me. Well, I mean, just think of the, I mean, think of the pressure that you and I feel as like full grown adults from social media sometimes. Right now, imagine mm -hmm. growing up in that era. Cause we, I grew up in like, I grew up in the, cell phone era where kids were starting to get cell phones in high school. Like I had a Motorola razor that I had to share with my little sister as a, as a junior in high school. Right. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until after high school that smartphones started coming out. And obviously you went to school when, when, uh, what was it? The rotary phone was still a thing. <laughs> no, uh, that's serious. I think my senior year, my, uh, we got a pager and my mom gave me a quarter. So anytime she needed me, I could call. Well, see, my, my high school still had, had pay phones. Like we, I would still call my yeah. mom every now and then. Like I forgot something. Yeah. Like that well, was you a call collect. Da, 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 da. I'm here. Come get me. And then, yeah. <laughs> do you remember, <laughs> you remember those old commercials? Like the, how to baby eats a boy. Like, do you remember that one? Yeah. The guy that's just like trying to make a baby announcement without getting the collect call charges. But that's what I'm saying. But now, now you have, you have kids that are going through the whole high school experience, but they have social media as this overlooming pressure to be perfect. And you have, you have, you have freaking kids that are social media icons and they are still like adolescents in school 
right? Like some of them are really good positive influences and some of them just kind of slip right into the same, you know, body image issues, like social pressure, peer pressure, you know, bullying, all that kinds of stuff. And, and like I said, I, I can't even freaking imagine what it's going to be like when my kids get to junior high and high school. So, yeah, I, it, that's it's so I have a daughter in a treatment center. Um, and yeah. I'm going to just leave it at that. So I, so I don't, you know, all that kind of stuff, but there was a doctor there and, uh, she's gracefully, gracefully, is that gratefully? She know, gracefully, at, uh, re- graciously? Uh, accepted graciously. <laughs> she, guys, I, I promise I have, a, I, I have an education. Speaking, graciously. speaking of back to school. <laughs> <laughs> graciously is the word. Please use she it. Graciously. <laughs> accepted our invitation and uh, she has a phd she's world renowned um she goes and fights for women um uh, body issues and all that anyway she was talking an hour and a half lecture that i went to and uh, it was about social media and how since 2010 it has affected everyone but what's funny is with guys it does affect us but it didn't affect us uh, even remotely the same as women Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, so what happened is, it's since 2010 uh, when Instagram kind of came about, it skyrocketed. Uh, where women, uh, their depression, their anxiety just skyrocketed, and it was crazy. It. Where guys still increased, but nowhere near that. And and she said it's because that you know, just like how tobacco, big tobacco, and things like that came after the guys and use certain stereotypes to kind of get us in there and, and start doing that. Well, they have a way to be able to come after to women, and a lot of it has to do with body shaming. A lot of it has to do that, and so they, they have young. a lot of dieting, and they become addicted to this. And so all of a sudden, next thing you know is they're on it all the time trying to figure out how they can lose weight or how they can look better. Yeah. And, what's, and, and Facebook and all these guys know it, but – there, but uh, and the Congress knows and everything, but they're not changing it. And and so you have all these women that are trying to feel like they should look a certain way or feel a certain way, and none of them do. Yeah, like what was it? Um, she said, uh, Vogue magazine, in order for them to get the perfect curvature of a woman, they used the 11 year old girl. Shut up, and it's no dead serious as a model just to get the right curvature because an adult woman can't have it. Gross. And they're talking about uh, airbrushing and all this kind of stuff. And so our daughters are seeing this and they're thinking that Gosh. this is how it should look like. And I'm like, that's not how they look like. No, that's an airbrush or that's a little girl in a, an older woman's body or face. That, and that she was talking about like even a pretty woman with Julia Roberts. That's not her body. Really? Really? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So she's going to come on one of our ask, ask an expert. Episode, yeah, right. I think that'd yeah. Be good. And so what I mean though is, I was just shocked about how they are targeting our daughters, dude, and that our wives. Like, that like boils my blood for a second. Dude. Yeah. So and uh, it's disgusting, and it's working. Well, it's, it's funny working. you say that because just just the other day, my wife and I were talking because I've made comments about like how my my confidence has like increased a lot since being on TikTok the last year and a half because you get some people that follow you and they become the most amazing complimentary you know fans right mm-hmm. and i've had an increase in self-confidence because people I mean, people are constantly building you up and saying that you're funny making their days brighter or like they leave some very interesting like I, dude i gotta send well, you a someone screenshot. Would stop using bold glamour I, <laughs> 
Dude, that filter is money. Don't even. <laughs> For you, I look like a troll when I use it. Dude, I don't know what it is, but that that filter, my like the way it hits my eyebrows, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm I might I might start wearing makeup. That thing makes me look good. <laughs> but no, but she said the funny thing is, is like, guys, it's funny. Is it, it's almost like your followers will like build you up a lot on social media if you're like a, a guy, but women experience more teardowns from other women. So like men will get built up by, by women on TikTok and Instagram and, and you know, YouTube and stuff, but it's more commonly other women that are tearing down other women. And I'm sure it's because of kind of that social programming of like, Hey, this is what you're all supposed to look like. And so anybody who's maybe not emulating that, they maybe are a little bit more, more positive towards how they look, whether or not fits the, if it's the bill or not, you know, then people kind of come after them. But yeah, dude, I think that'll be a killer episode because all of us have women in our lives that I'm sure we can like apply that to. A hundred percent. And uh, I know that just even for me, I, I call it the fat man syndrome yeah. um, where I will, I will go and make fun of myself oh. um, and, and make me a joke sometimes because I'm uncomfortable with how I look sometimes. Dude, self-deprecating uh, jokes is like my thing. Like I do that yeah. all day long. And I think it's uh that's a lot has to do with what's going sure. on. And, and, uh, so just seeing our kids going to school and being nervous. No, you know, my fifth and sixth graders dude they're so confident and all this kind of stuff and i'm trying to keep them away from social media i've learned a lot with my three oldest compared to my three youngest like the first three i got them regular phones all that (laughs) kind of stuff now with my three youngest i'm doing the gab phones yeah Um, we have that yeah and so they can't get online they can't get any apps all that kind of stuff and now you know i i have a family what is it called um like apps in there where you have protection plans so your kids can't see certain mm-hmm. things however i don't know if you know this or not but people can get away with it and they can get around certain blocks yeah. child blocks just because they they do certain things and because they're and uh they're disgusting and they yeah. come after your kids and uh the, you know sometimes they get them and it becomes really addictive unfortunately oh uh, yeah and i mean and we're, ruin we're, life. We're, we're on that train too. So if any of you guys haven't heard it, I mean, it's really popular here in Utah. I, I mean, I know outside of the state, you know, they're, they're popular too, but so Gab, they started off as like the little smart watches, little smartphones for kids um, where it's like totally parent driven, parent controlled. And it's more like real time tracking and things like that, which is sad that we live in a world that you like kind of feel the need to do that. But mm-hmm. So my daughter, both my kids have the little gab watch so they can call me, they can call mom and they can text me, they can text mom and we can pull it up and see her location, see his location. So my kids are, they ride the bus, they ride the bus to school. So we do the gab watch when we go to Disneyland or things like that. It's just, it's smart. Like why not be able to tell exactly where your kids are and teach them that, Hey, you can call me anyways. This is day one of school for my seven-year-old. Oh, she she went back to the school she went in. The school that she went to kindergarten in, she's now back there for second grade. She was at another one down the road for first grade and just boundaries and stuff. Now she's back to the other one. So she's there with her gab watch on, and it's now it's like one o'clock in the afternoon. Everything's fine. And my wife texts me. She's like, "Hey." can you update your Gab app and see where Liv, my daughter, Olivia, we call her Liv. She's like, can you see where it says that Liv's at? She's like, mine's not updating. 
and I update it and it refreshes to the emergency room a half mile away from her oh, school. What? And I'm like, what the f- bleep? And I'm yeah. texting my wife. I'm like, it says she's at the ER. And she's like, yeah, that's what mine says too. And so I'm like, I'm on my way. Like I'm 10 minutes away from that area. And she's calling the school and the school says like, oh yeah, they says she's in class, but it's like new school, new teacher, you know, like little, little short blonde girl. There's a million of them running around. So I'm like, I don't freaking care. I'm going to go check if her, if her watch is pinging her there, dude, I'm not kidding it's a good thing. I don't have company stickers on the side of my truck because, and I also have flashy emergency lights. Like all of my lights strobe for like uh-huh. road closures and stuff. I hit those freaking lights, dude. And I was, I was hauling. I jumped a curb. I went, I, I drove over some landscaping. Like I was not, I'm like, my daughter's in the emergency room. And then as I'm checking, it's moving like North. And I'm like, someone has my freaking kid. Like I'm, that's my brain is going haywire. I whip into the emergency room. I run in there and I'm like showing a picture. I'm like, is she here? And it's a smaller emergency room. They're like, there's nobody here. So then I rip out of there. I go check this little field where it says that her watch is. And then I run over to the school and I walk into the office and the schools here in Utah, which I think is really, really great is you have to get buzzed in. All of the yeah. exterior doors are locked. And yep. You have to get buzzed in, which I think it makes me feel a lot better as a parent. I get in there and I'm like, Hey, my daughter's watched. And they're like, Oh yeah, your wife called or whatever. Like, do you want us to do you want us to bring her up here? And that was the longest, like minute and a half of my life for them to call my daughter up to the front office. And as she comes walking in, she's like, you know, she kind of ran up the stairs. She's like, hey, what's up dad? Like, what are you doing? And I'm, like, I'm like, Oh my freaking gosh, little girl. <laughs> like, so what no happened? Idea. It just, it, because she's downstairs in the big concrete, like, you know, building, she just had had freaking bad service. Oh, wow. And, and so we talked to, you know, we called their customer service, their troubleshooting or whatever. And they kind of walked us through like, Hey, yada, yada, yada. So basically we have to, it's, it's not worth explaining, but dude, that was like the most panicked I have ever felt because I think if it was like showing her across the street or showing her in the field next to the school, that's one thing, but it was like a half mile away, dead center of the emergency room. And then like moving North through like a neighborhood. And I'm like, there was no other thing in my brain other than someone's got my kid or someone at least has her watch. And I was not going to be like, Oh, well she's probably fine. Like, that's not how I operate. I'm like, I'm going to figure it out on my own. Yeah. Thankfully there was no, there was no law enforcement nearby (laughs) (laughs) because Logan made some bad choices. (laughs) (laughs) But for the sake of my children, your daughter, for the sake of my children, I'd drive the wrong way on the freeway if I had to, you know what I mean? But yeah, so that's just, I mean, there's some back to school anxieties on a dad's perspective, <laughs> but it's like, that's, I mean, that's, that's the world we live in too is I know I say that a lot, but it's like, here's this device that's supposed to give us some extra, you know, peace of mind and, and relief. And it actually caused more stress and anxiety than I have ever felt in my life in such a short period of time that I threw all reason out the window and just thought, I've got to get to my baby no matter what it takes. And I don't care who it is, what it is like, she's coming home with me. Thankfully it was a completely bogus scenario, but that's what I'm saying is like, it's just, I better be safe and sorry. I mean, it goes back to one of our earlier episodes of like, I, that was a moment of like reflecting of like, I'm such a freaking helicopter dad. 
Like I have got to, I've got to chill it out because obviously I didn't get upset with my daughter at all. I was like, Oh, I just need to reset your watch, honey. It's just kind of, it's kind of being funny. And she's like, Oh, okay. Can I go back to class? My new teacher's super funny. And so I just like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, babe, have fun. Yada, yada, yada. But yeah, dude, it's, I mean, that was my back to school anxiety. Obviously yours is with, you know, with your kids and you're feeling like you did something. Dude, it's. Yeah. I, I just think overall, just, um, I, uh, I've learned with six children. Um, I can't be that like in their face. I can just love them and guide them and do the best I can, but they're going to make mistakes. And I've learned yeah. that. However, um, the anxiety level that I saw my son going to school hurt. Mm. It hurt me. Like, I'm oh, just yeah. like, you are just such an amazing kid. Like, you are growing up to be a handsome boy. You're growing up to be someone that everyone just thinks you're hilarious because he's hilarious. And um, it's just like, yeah, you know him. Um, he is, he's yo, yo, mama. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But and then to see him break down and start shaking because yeah. he's so scared, I'm like, where is this coming from? It just it shook yeah. me, and so that's why I wanted to talk about it, just because uh, I don't remember being that way, yeah, ever. Like I remember dropping, you know, my daughter off, like I was telling you, um, and it's a couple of things where it's just like I'm going to miss you, yeah. Um, and then Isaac being in Paraguay and all that kind of stuff, serving a mission, um, where he. Uh, I miss him to death, but I was telling Candace, I'm like, I don't really miss him. Well, he's your older. Yeah, no, and and no, but then Candace is like, me either. And I'm like, if he was here, it'd be amazing. But like, he's where he needs to be and he's, he loves where he's at. And we get to talk to him every week. And it's just like, yeah. But with her, it's a little bit different. And so it's, it's really been hard. And, and then with him and then just, I don't know. It's just dang kids. Why can't we just always be happy and kind to everyone? You, I mean, you think about how we grew up and it was, I mean, kind of the tail end of kids are seen and not heard type, type, you know, parenting. Not that that's a slam on either one of our parents. I don't know how you were, your parents were, um, but like talking My about mom had a whistle. Yeah. That's all she had. Just like, your if mom you had heard the whistle, whistle, like with the two fingers and the tongue oh. and whistled really loud. It's like, if you heard that, it's time to come home. My Other brother, that, my brother does that. My brother does that with his kids. My brother can whistle stupid freaking loud. I still and he does that with his do kids it. and they come running. I wish I could. Um, but my kids would just be like, dad, stop. <laughs> 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 well, no, but like, so my, my, my upbringing was, we didn't talk about like, emotional Bruno? feelings very much right we didn't, what'd you say bruno we didn't we don't talk, talk about bruno. we don't talk about bruno yeah we no, just watched no, that we just no, watched that the no. other day <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah we just we didn't talk about emotional you know feelings and needs and stuff very much there were seven of us my dad traveled three weeks out of every month my mom was just did you guys eat today? You know, and then we played, you know, we played sports. We were in boy scouts. My sister was in FFA. Like there was just a million things always going on. Um, so one thing that I'm, but my oldest daughter, she has a lot of feelings and she is so intelligent and she is so charismatic and she is so sweet, but she has these big emotions. And I know where that comes from. It comes from me because mom is very level-headed, very reserved and very mature dad has all the big emotions, right? (laughs) So she gets that for me. And so it's not uncommon for me and my seven-year-old daughter to butt heads because like she knows how to push my buttons unintentionally and I know how to push her buttons unintentionally. So 
one thing I've been really trying on and I'm, I'm, I'm trying with a big asterisk, meaning like still failing multiple times a day is to give her the patience and the security, knowing that like, you can talk to me no matter what your feelings are. If it's anger, if it's frustration, if it's sadness, if it's anxiety, all of that stuff. But my big asterisk with her is, but you can't direct it at me and your mom. You can't direct it at your little brother. Just come talk to us about it. And her, you know, she's, she almost has like the physical, like she wants to like, you know, she'll kind of like punch her leg or she'll like want to slap a pillow or something like that because she just has all these big balled up emotions. So like I'm learning with my kid kind of how to like express like adolescent emotions. Like, cause I never really did that. I would just kind of get angry or bottle it up as a kid. Mm -hmm. But this is a whole new experience for me too, is like being able to like, it's, it's like the change of like, I'm not talking to her. Like she's a little kid anymore. Like she, she gets it. She's understanding, like she's growing up. She's, she's getting a lot smarter. And so I try to like meet her, meet her at her level and be like, Hey, tell me what you're feeling. What is, you know? And, and a lot of times it's, I don't know, which at that age, I think that's a fair answer. I don't, she's like, I don't know why I'm mad. I don't know why I'm sad. I don't know whatever. Cause there's just so many freaking stuff things so much stimuli coming at these kids all the time sure so that's my current battle man is like i just i want my daughter and my son to feel like dad is just because mom 100 percent is a safe place for them but i want them to always feel like that is for me too and it's just it's this constant battle of like you know do you kind of take the authoritarian approach and be like stop it that's disrespectful don't talk to us that way i'm i'm taking this stuffed animal away go to your room time out Versus like, I, you know, some people might call it, you know, being too soft or like, you know, there's the whole gentle parenting thing, but it's like, I'm looking back, I'm like, there's, I, there's a handful of times that I can vividly remember at her age where I wish somebody would have sat me down and been like, what's bugging you, dude? Like, come on, buddy, talk to me. Like, why are you so angry? Because, you know, as I grew up and, and I keep teasing this, I say this every freaking episode, maybe we should have an episode soon about like, Logan's story about kind of where my, my maturity level and adolescence turned into my mental health battles Yeah, and how I think that maybe some things in my childhood could have helped that in the beginning stages. So like, mm -hmm. that's my big fear is like, I know a lot of mental health issues are genetic, so I don't want to like instill in my kids that you can't express your feelings, even though sometimes it might come off that way. So it's just this constant battle, dude. It's like what yeah. Robert posted. Robert posted like it's this thing about like parenting's not easy if you're a good parent. You know what I mean? Like if you're trying mm -hmm. to be a good parent, it's not easy. So not that I'm saying I am. I'm just No, but uh if you love your kids and yeah, it's hard. So I uh you know, I, I, I listen to Gary Vee quite a bit and oh, uh, and he was talking about children and millennials specifically is like a lot of people don't want to hire millennials and like you guys raised them yeah <laughs> you raised them to be this way yeah and he's exactly. like and uh he's like have your son get in a fight it's okay <laughs> if he cries after he loses a sport it's okay yeah he's like you want them to care that much you want them to be able to it's like you don't want them just to get a, partic a participation trophy because they did something. It's like, you want them to want it. 
He's like, if they do that, they're going to succeed. They're going to work for it. They're going to keep doing it and strive for it. Um, but if you just keep saying, oh, good job, good job, good job, then they're not doing a good job. So he yeah. always talks about uh, kind candor uh, where it's like, hey, I love you, but you're being an idiot, and this is why. Yeah. And, no, and so, so like, if, if I'm doing something wrong, I want to know. If I could do something better, I want to know, but be nice about it. Don't yeah. come at a, don't come in a way where you're like, dude, you're a jerk, and you, you know, I don't even know, you know, I, I, I try to do kind candor everywhere, and it's yeah. like, and don't lie to me. If something sucks, tell me because I want to keep doing the same thing, and it sucks, and no one tells me they're just kissing my butt. I don't need that. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the approach that I'm, you know, trying to take with, with my kids of kind of like I'm, I'm going to tell them exactly how it is what they're doing wrong. Uh -huh. But I'm trying not to make them feel stupid about it. You know yes. what I mean? Like trying not to make them be like, because it's like they're kids. Like I have to remind myself all the time and I'm guilty of it, of forgetting that is like they're kids. Like mm -hmm. they're growing, they're learning, they're going to make mistakes, you know, and they repeat things and they emulate different attitudes. And, and so that's what I'm trying to like, I don't want my kids to grow up feeling like they deserve everything and should be handed everything. But at the same time, I want my kids to know that they have a freaking voice. And if they have something that, if they see something that needs to change or they, or they feel they need to change something or like they need to be heard. Like I, you bet your, you bet your freaking dollar that like my kids are going to say something one day. Right. That's what, that's what I yeah. want for them. But at the same time, I want them to be who they want to be growing up. So it's, it's just trying to feel them out and realize that, my kids are different people than I am, if that makes sense. No, hundred percent. They're there. They're literally no, their own I, people, but, but I'm not going to be like them. Honey, we don't do that. Like, <laughs> it's like, no, you're going to stop that. But explain to me why you're doing it. Like, you know, like if that makes sense. Yeah, no. So my kids are in soccer, uh, but they're on yeah. the same team. So Hattie's never played. And Emmett, uh, so the fifth and sixth grader, and Emmett played last year. Yeah. Now, when they say, like, Dad, what do you think? And I'm going to tell them the truth. Um, and I'm like, Emmett, and this is no joke. I always, so what my dad always taught me is like, hey, if <laughs> this is really mean. And so <laughs> take it for what it is. Um, he's like, if, there, if a girl asks you out on a date, just say, just tell her something truthful. If she's ugly, that's okay. She might <laughs> have pretty your, eyes. This is your dad. This is my dad. Isn't, isn't so he, he a marriage so, counselor? Yes, he is. <laughs> but but the thing is, is people know if you're being fake. So instead of saying, sure. "Oh, you're gorgeous tonight," say, "Oh, you have really really pretty eyes." Yeah. And if they have pretty eyes, or "Oh, you have very nice petite hands." See, that's what I say to you, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't no. have petite hands. I have average hands. You have <laughs> frying pan hands. <laughs> No, but so what I mean, though, so my kids, I think kids, I think humans, uh, we really can tell if you're telling us the truth or not. So Emmett is a freaking baller when it comes to defense on soccer. The guy sure. plows through everything. I wish he would play football, but he's just not him. But he is unbelievable. But when it comes to offense, Sucks. he's not as good as he, he I would. You know what I mean? However, yeah. Hattie's just opposite. We've only done two practices, and she's probably one of the best team or players on the team. Yeah. She can dribble. She kicks, and she's just this little cute little tiny girl, and she's out dribbling all the sixth graders and the the boys and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, where did this come from? I've never sure. seen her like this. And so I tell them, and I'm not trying to hurt either of their feelings because he's really good at this and she's really good at that, and it's the truth. And so, um, yeah, 
and so that's what I try to do. And, and then also, you know, if uh, you come to me and say, hey, Tyson, what do you think about this? I'm like, you have really pretty hands. <laughs> that's your that's your default if tyson ever yeah if you guys ever meet tyson and he says you have very petite hands it's because he thinks you're ugly <laughs> what's funny is there's one guy who's going to be listening to this and he knows who he is he's like oh tyson says that all the time to me <laughs> that's good but yeah no i told I, him I mean, you should I'm... be a hand model <laughs> uh i mean i i i'm kind of the same way my kids both play soccer but they're you know my daughter is in the age where they're starting to learn the rules and the positions of soccer and the different you know the different you know strategies my son still plays bunch ball where all all you know freaking 10 kids all 10 five-year-olds in the field right and then then you look over and my kids wrestling with one of the other kids and it's just like <laughs> we're here for the interaction and not here for like so but it hits a point where like my dad is a very level-headed, slow to anger, you know, patience guy. And my brother and I grew up playing football, wrestling. You know, I did track and field. I was, I did, you know, like shot putting discus for a year or two. So we did a bunch of like competitive sports and stuff. And then my sisters played soccer, but my brother was a really aggressive wrestler. I sucked at wrestling. I was in the bigger, the bigger boy side where you just pretty much are like bear hugging and falling on the mat till someone runs out of breath. Right. Did my I, brother did was I send like, you that picture. Did I send you that? Get, that's, uh, a weird, TikTok? that's a weird, that's a weird segue. <laughs> no, did I send you that TikTok where that big, huge dude falls on that little lady on the beach? Yeah. <laughs> the one on the beach. <laughs> it was like that. <laughs> well, yeah, that's essentially right. So, but then my brother was in the smaller weight class where they were all, you know, they were squirrely and they were like technique and stuff. My brother used to beat like pin everybody in the first round. He was killer. I mean, he was on varsity as a freshman and he was amazing at wrestling. And he got so mad this one tournament that this one guy would not go down. He could not get him pinned. He was kind of like matching him a little bit, but my brother had a little bit of psycho in him like back then. Mm-hmm. And he started and it wasn't illegal. I don't know if it is anymore, but back back then he started headbutting the kid over oh. and over and over, like forehead to forehead. Just boom, boom, boom. And the kid eventually sat down, like tapped out, crying. And my brother's just like snorting in like pure adrenaline. And my bro- my dad came up and he's like, That's such poor sportsmanship. If you ever do that again, you're done. So it's like, I feel like that was an appropriate level of kind of like, yeah, you know, nothing's given, you know, you know, just like nothing's a handout. You got to work hard. You know, my brother was like top tier, but my dad was like, but like being a decent human being is more important than winning in that scenario. So I think it's like, there's, there's, there's a whole spectrum to that, right? Like you don't want to just, everybody's a winner, everybody, everyone, you know, yeah. Tell everybody they did a good job where they tried hard, but like understand that when you hit a certain age or a certain period it's good to let kids know where your strengths and weaknesses are and at the same time like don't be so high end on the, don't be so far on the on the winning side that you think that you're untouchable and that you're above reproach you know what i mean so but i mean you well, put a football I, I, helmet well, on i really really like that that was really, really? well said mm-hmm. i, I think but see, was... you put a football helmet on and then it's free game you can hit whoever you want yeah. <laughs> That was or a, if you're a bigger dude walking on the beach and you trip and you fall into a lady. Just know that it's going to be a TikTok and it's hilarious. <laughs> that poor guy. And the thing is, and and I have sympathy, right? Because we're both bigger dudes. But like, yeah, that he was fell. 
that was a big boy. And yeah, he, and I he mean, literally was... just lost his footing and fell onto a little lady. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that would hurt so bad. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, we'll have to have a we'll have to have a whole episode on just kind of like high school memories and stuff, dude. Because it's like I've got some football stories. And I still have my football helmet, man. I I, oh, really? I look at I look I put my Letterman's jacket on and I hold my football helmet in my lap at night and all the lights off and I just cry. <laughs> <laughs> this was just last night. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> well, I was the I was the the head coach's TA. He was in my senior year. He was the he was the weight training coach too. Uh huh. And so I was his I was his TA and I got I had all his keys and stuff. So I like went and after like gear turn in, I went and grabbed some spare stuff so that when we turned our gear in, I turned in the spare stuff. So I have all my old high school gear. (laughs) So every now and then I put it on, (laughs) but no, dude, that was how baby number two was conceived. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's funny. Your wife, she listens like, no, you are taking that off. You weren't supposed to tell anyone. (laughs) dude i don't know if i don't know if i don't know if chelsea would have been into me in high school you know what i mean like no i I don't know i don't know if i was kind of an oxymoron dude i was i was in marching band but i was also on the football team so i like made fun of myself i don't know if we would have been friends in high school. <laughs> hold on hold on i was on i was on drum line so i was you were was, you were on the color guard no, I was, you know, yeah, I had Doing the, the baton. Little, yeah, the baton. No, I was on drumline. I did, I, I did the cool side of it. But it was Dude, funny. That's a fun movie, though. I do like that. So it's funny as I remember my, I remember my the high school music teacher coming to me because um, obviously the marching band plays at the varsity football games, right? Uh huh. And my junior year, they kind of let me off the hook. But then my senior year, I remember the band director coming to me like, "You've got to pick one, Logan. I can't have you." playing football and not at, you know, the, the games are some of our biggest events every week. Like it was this big show. He's like, pick one. You need to know where your priorities lie. And I was like, well, see you later. <laughs> oh, no, seriously though. That's I'm like, weird. I'm not going to miss out on high school football. Like, are you kidding me? I'm, <laughs> I'm freaking five ten. I'm going nowhere. <laughs> no, no. To, Everyone. Need- thank you so much for listening. Uh, as you know, uh, Logan is awesome, and uh, now you know he has little petite hands, and he likes to just rub his football in the dark. <laughs> we've we've been getting some good feedback, and we really appreciate it. We've been getting some good messages, guys and 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 ladies that are saying that they enjoy the show. Um, shoot me and Tyson the message if you think that there's a topic you guys talk about or even an expert in our new ask an experts uh episodes that we're doing please let us know and uh we're we're kind of going onward and upward we kind of had this idea a little while ago and it's it's working so your guys' feedback yeah. is much appreciated please 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 i know it's kind of petty please leave a review we've been kind of hovering around the same review numbers on all the different podcast platforms so even if you're just leaving you know, a five star or whatever, if you wouldn't mind writing a review, it really helps push us out to more people. So it's true. You guys, you and also awesome. share it, just even hitting the share button alone, it really does help. So yeah. if you could guys just do all that just to help us get out to more people that maybe uh, would enjoy this also maybe be able to benefit from it. They're feeling down and they know that they're not the only ones going through this. That's why Logan and I feel we're a little bit more open and vulnerable. 
uh, just so that we can make sure that, you know, um, we're real guys and you guys are real and we're all going yeah. through our individual lives with, with issues and we all have them Yeah, and they matter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's no one's the same, no two situations. They're the same. Everyone's fighting their own battle. And I think the more that we try to realize that, uh, the more compassion we can have for the next person. So just go out there, be nice to somebody, give somebody a hug. Maybe not a stranger. That could be a little weird. Wait, oh, you know what we should end it with? All right, we'll see you guys. Dad bods and beards. <laughs> I, I love a relationship with that. <laughs> okay, right, bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, guys. It means the world to us. If you have a chance, please give us a five-star review, as well as write something a little purdy in there so that we know that you know that we know that you care. Anyway, have a great day, guys. I can't do it. <laughs> you know, it's good. That one, I like that. You can't redo it without laughing. That was good.